Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Control. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the air. Control. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Now, your ride is about to begin. Control. Because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Hey, hello, hello there, everybody. Welcome to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. As we are here every week, you know me, I'm Les Jackson. You know him, that's Fred Staub. And uh, as usual, we've got a ton of things to cover. We have a guest coming. Uh, We have some updates we have uh, no free gifts. <laughs> important, important to mention that, by the way. We're not parting out our press cars. No, we're not allowed to do that, um, <laughs> which is probably a good rule. Yeah. Uh, however, we are parting out everything we know about these cars. So let's get started. Yeah, let's talk about our first vehicle we're going to tell you about. That is the VSUV, the Escalade V. Lights it up with 682 horsepower, launch control, and a whole lot more. You know, I I work with a guy that said, oh, that's an Escalade. That's how he said it. (laughs) Well, (laughs) hey, whatever you call it, it's... It is what it is. And uh, we're going to talk about Subaru updating the legacy. Uh, Not definitely. They never allow it to get long in the tooth. It's always something new. Yeah. And that's one of those sedan like things. So uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about that. It's a car. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Exactly. And uh, we're also going to talk tech where Hyundai might get diesel trucks, Class 8 diesel trucks, off their diesel addiction. Yep, hydrogen power. That's what they're that's, talking about. That's a very, very interesting thing. I, You know, I hope it works. Um, and Toyota, I didn't, uh, I didn't think they would do this, but Toyota turbos the Highlander. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Interesting. And, and as uh, Les mentioned, we're going to have uh, a guest, editor-in-chief of Ward's Auto Bob Gritzinger will join us to talk about the 10 best interiors and this year user interfaces. So they kind of combine the two right. because the interior is basically a user interface. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely. Um, it, you know, it's it's a completely different experience. I, I've said it before. I kind of feel sorry for people who haven't bought a new car in the last 10 or 12 years because, boy, uh, it's a real interface now. It's an <laughs> office. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you need you need to do some study work to make sure you can. You, you need to do your homework. Working. Yeah. Yep. And as you and I know, what makes a good interface is one I don't have to open an owner's manual. If I can just go right in there and and yep. do everything I have to do, then I know it's a pretty good user interface. But Bob's going to Ex- be by exactly. a little bit. And uh, we're going to get started on cruise control. So stay tuned because we will be right back. I'm Fred Staub. He is Les Jackson. 
Buckle up, because we got a lot of automotive information coming your way on your on-air automotive magazine, Cruise Control. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at CruiseControlRadio.com. Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control. We're still your on-air on automotive magazine, <laughs> as we are every Saturday. Yep. And, uh, well... You're the guy with all the uh, lead foot stories. Well, Les, uh, do you feel that there is a need for a 6.2 liter V8, 682 horsepower or 508 kilowatt <laughs> uh, or, sure. or uh, 653 pound foot of torque or 885 nanometer <laughs> powerful SUV, giant Newton, body on frame. That's Newton meter, my friend. Newton meter. <clears throat> yes, I'm sorry. They that's how they they wanted to rate their cars that way, Cadillac. They put Newton meters on the back. Well, that's the international but, standard. But that yeah. was when the Germans were running that uh, branch, and they don't. I don't think it makes much sense anymore, anyway. But uh, well, no. Uh, but here it is: the Escalade V. Uh, which is, uh, as I mentioned, uh, quite a machine. It it is sort of like a uh, if you made a Corvette into an SUV and you made it body on frame. Right. right. Uh, this is uh, was just released this week. It's a 2023 model. Uh, if, listen to some of the things that come with the V designation. Uh, unique front and rear fascias, V-series, quad exhaust ports, exclusive. Right. Six-piston Brembo front brakes, edge red brake calipers, unique 22-inch aluminum wheels, standard magnetic ride control, selectable V-mode with driver, customizable performance driving settings, and lowered suspension, active exhaust valves that control the throaty V8 growl. That's right from the... Throaty, throaty. Throaty, yeah. Uh, of course, it has the Escalade's... Uh, Huge 38-inch of total diagonal display dashboard. Um, it has an AKG Studio Reference 36-speaker audio system. Super Cruise is available. Um, and this is this is a big supercharged V8, as I said. 653 pound-feet of torque at 4,400 engine RPM. Uh, you can open up the exhaust. You can make it sound different uh, there's different modes uh stealth tour or sport and then you have uh, all-wheel drive including tour sport or snow ice um what do you think this thing is going to cost Les jackson oh listen i think at least twenty thousand dollars <laughs> i'm saying one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. i think i think yeah if, I, that's the I sticker think, that's the sticker so. yeah i'd say I'm gonna go 130. Okay. What? Okay. Now I'll ask you the follow-up question: What will it sell for? Because that's a different question. Uh, I can see some of them going for as much as 150, depending. You know, if it if it's popular, you know, if people really like it, you know, the 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 bragging rights folks, um, then a good solid 150. 
Me, I'd rather have the diesel engine that I reviewed uh, not that long ago because it got decent mileage. It, yeah, uh, this won't. <laughs> <laughs> this will not. Yes, I, I, can, I can say that. This will not get that mileage. It will be thrilling. Um, they demoed the launch control, and I, I think a lot of it. Remember, the big engine, that uh, 6.2, is the engine that goes in Corvettes. <laughs> And uh, that's right. That's right. Now it it it's tuned to different numbers. Uh, let's face it. This is a this is a big tune of this engine because uh, it's got a lot more weight. Uh, so, you know, it's it's the same engine though in many ways. I I don't know if there are actual differences. Probably probably in intake manifolds and uh, exhaust manifolds and accessory mounting yeah. and things like different, that. Different different gearing just because you know, you have to change the torque to to move all that weight. Yeah, exactly. Um, but what do you think this thing weighs? 6, well, I'm pounds? I'm thinking I'm thinking upwards of 7,000. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you can set the launch control in it just like uh, just like <laughs> you're doing like a, a, <laughs> a drag car type launch, you know. <laughs> uh, I wonder how many people you will use that. Do you think the, uh, the the Cadillac engineers just went to Corvette and kind of said we need to go into the uh, to the parts bin and take take stuff? Yeah, I I think so. I think so. I mean, I think a lot of it is adapted from the Corvette. Um, sure. What do you think the market is for something like this? How many people, how many will they sell? It's, I mean, I well, guess how many can they build is probably the bigger question. Yeah, but, you know, how many do they have to sell? A few thousand um, and, around the country? Uh, there, there are plenty of people that just want, you know, the highest end of whatever they're interested in and i think it might be a future collectible too we'll talk a little bit more be. about that but coming up subaru legacy stay tuned cruise control and welcome back to cruise control your on-air automotive magazine good to have you with us i'm fred staub he is none other than les jackson we scrape around the auto industry and find out all the information that's coming out. We keep you up to date. If you're going out to buy a vehicle, you got to be prepared today. And that's what we're trying to do. Keep you prepared. And you got to know what's coming up because maybe it's something great you want to wait for. And, you know, you, you let's say you were going to your Subaru dealer, Les Jackson, and you're like, uh -huh. I think I might buy a legacy because I don't think that will change too much in 2023. Well, it will, and we're going to tell you about it because they talked about it this week. They debuted the refreshed 2023 Legacy Sedan. One of the key things on the inside, it gets that great vertical uh, display for navigation that uh, some of the other vehicles in the Subaru lineup are getting. Or I think it started with the Outback. I think it's going to move completely through the Subaru lineup. Uh, really, they've upgraded the interior pretty tremendously, I think, on this car. Uh, and also, there's some great features. The latest version of iSide Driver Assist is now standard. Touring XT comes equipped with a wide-angle mono camera to enhance the iSight system's field of view. 
which is interesting, a wide-angle mono camera. Because remember, this system is based on two cameras that sit up around the rear view. Yeah, that's mirror. right. Uh, wireless Apple CarPlay and wireless Android Auto is standard with that 11.6-inch multimedia plus system. That's the system uh, that has that vertical display. Really, really nice system. I was just in the Outback Wilderness edition, and I really liked it. Easy to see. Sport trim now comes standard with the 2.4-liter turbo boxer engine. Um, you know, they've done a nice update here. This is not just uh, wheel covers and badging. Uh, there are some important updates. I think I would certainly wait for this model if I was looking at a legacy because, you know, you've got safety, you've got infotainment. It, yeah. What do you think? It really, um, this is one of these models that has enough uh, changes, uh, desirable changes that kind of hurts the ones that are still sitting in car dealerships because people, just like you said, uh, well, why should I buy the, the 22 when I can buy the 23 and right. get all this neat stuff? Now, of course, we're in a very weird situation where you, you can't find any 22s anyway. That's true. Uh, it's, a, it's a little bit different. I mean, yeah, I always, and maybe it's just a pet peeve of mine, but I always worried that people would be going out to buy a new vehicle and not realize all these great changes were coming, you know, and obviously certain dealers would never tell them that all the changes were coming. You yeah. know, you'll pay a little more, but hey, may, your choice. That would be the way to do it. Like, hey, I've got this 2022 model. It's got the older screen and a couple other things, but, you know, you have that as an option. But if you want to spend a little bit more, you have the new one with a larger screen, and and those are some of the things that are coming up. I don't know if they do that or not. I think they want to sell what well, they Well, I, I think... I think they do if um, if they're looking for something specific, you know, like I, I really want a larger screen, you know, what's the best way to go? And they, they research it. But otherwise, I think it's a matter of I need a car. Yeah. Uh, I need a car in this price range. I'm going to narrow it down to three different brands and uh, color. And I need to leave here with it today or yeah. You know, seal the deal today. So, yeah, in that case, and maybe some people just don't care. They don't think that much about it, you know? Oh, that's right. You know, so, so they're, but it's, it's good updates, I think, um, and certainly worthwhile updates. And it includes some of the things that, you know, we typically see in these mid cycle refreshments like, revised grill and revised wheels and, and all that. But it, this one is a little bit more than that. When you get into the technology, get into the screen, um, you get into updated safety. So uh, interesting. It's uh, it's a lot. What, do we have a price on that? I don't think so. No, no price on it. No price on it. Um, I wonder what the sales numbers are like, actually, for Legacy, because after all, it is a sedan, isn't it? Yeah, and actually, to be honest, I haven't seen a Subaru sedan, a relatively new one, in can't tell you when. I, I uh, sent a friend to Subaru to buy a car. She hadn't bought a car in a long time. And she said, well, I don't need an SUV. I, I'd like a 
one of your sedans and, and they told her, don't buy it. You won't be able to sell it. Nobody wants them. Oh, come on. <laughs> probably they didn't have one. Is, yeah. is what, well, what they probably want. didn't. Yeah. Uh, but, but honestly, do, do you see anything other than foresters and, and um, cross tracks? I see a lot of cross tracks. Uh, that's all I see. Yeah. Cross track is great. And that will be getting that's that's going to get this big screen and the uh, dashboard as well. Um, and some other updates. So, uh, you know, I, I see mostly cross tracks and mostly uh, Outbacks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so uh, hmm. we are going to take a look next at, uh, let's talk a little tech, shall we? Because um, Absolutely. Yeah, because um, Hyundai, as I told you when we got into this, uh, when we opened this edition of Cruise Control, uh, Hyundai uh, is a big player in the Class 8 field, but really in the truck field, they really are one of the biggest manufacturers of 53-foot trailers. And that's uh, that's kind of interesting because, you know, I don't think a lot of people know that. I, I think it's Honestly, Great Dane and, uh, and, and somebody else, but... Uh, but well, I know Volvo makes some heavy trucks, but not the. Tra I'm talking about the trailers here. Oh, you mean the trailer? Uh, and I'll, I had no idea Hyundai um, made these things. I do know that Hyundai makes big cargo ships. Yeah, that's a heavy industry. Yeah. Well, now, uh, wow. Well, now they're going to not only make the trailers, but they're talking about getting into uh, hydrogen power. Uh, with fuel cells, they've been showing this off. There's uh, the ACT Expo, which is the largest advanced transportation technology and clean feet fleet event. Clean feet event. <laughs> that would be good. You definitely want clean feet. But yeah. um, they are looking at hydrogen power for the vehicles. And uh, wouldn't that be a way for them to get into the actual heavy-duty tractors? And when you go to California, a lot of these um, ports will only let you in if you have a very clean, up-to-date diesel right now. Yeah, that's and, right. Yeah, And so uh, I think this could be make them a leader in the hydrogen fuel cell market. I, I really do. And will that stir that form of energy on in the passenger car market or passenger SUV market? Um, is a good question. I don't know. I mean, it it seems like a smart way to go. Of course, uh, you know, uh, Tesla has their truck and they're starting to take orders. And I believe for their Class A tractor, it is, um, I think you have to put down $20,000 and it will be built sometime. <laughs> it, it'll be built sometime, somewhere in your lifetime. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yes. So, you know, maybe hydrogen fuel cells make a, a better sense for larger Class A trucks. And Hyundai know. does does make the hydrogen fuel cell little uh, truck uh, pickup SUV-ish thing. I um, I drove one of those about three years ago. Um, yeah. So and it yeah it runs great. Yeah. So it would be interesting to see what happens with that. Um, Let's also talk about uh, a little bit different powertrain. Toyota Highlander this week. They announced that the 2023 Toyota Highlander 
we'll get a turbocharged engine and a new 12.3-inch screen for limited platinum models. The screens keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and that yep. plays into our next story with Bob Gritzinger from Ward's Auto because he's talking about user interfaces and interiors. So Bob exactly. will be with us after the break. Stay tuned to Cruise Control. We are live every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. Fred Staub and Les Jackson with you, as always, bringing you the information. What's going on in the automotive world? We were talking about whether you should buy... You know, the 2022 legacy or the 2023 legacy. It's just good to know what's out there so you can make a, a good choice. And that's something that Ward's Auto has been doing for a long time. They really, they they have a section called Ward's Intelligence, Les Jackson. And um, and that yeah. that is kind of what, we love that because, you know, you want intelligence when you make a big purchase. You want to know what's going on. You want to know what's out there. And with that in mind... Editor-in-Chief Bob Gritzinger makes a return appearance to Cruise Control. Bob, welcome back. And you're going to kind of take us through the 2022 Ward's 10 Best Interiors and UX list, user interface list, right? Correct. User Correct. experience. User experience. Yeah. Yeah. Why'd you, and, why'd you combine the two of them this year? Well, um, we initially, when when we created the 10 Best UX six years ago, um, we saw that as kind of a whole separate entity unto itself. It was too hard to judge those things and the interior and do both justice. So, so we created a separate award. We have 10 Best Engines and now 10 Best Engines and Propulsion Systems because you got to um, include the other yep. things. Um, and then we had 11 years of 10 best interiors, six years of 10 best UX. Um, you guys know everything has merged in these interiors oh, and yeah. it is impossible yeah. to separate the user experience from the interior. So uh, we, we re-jiggered uh, our uh, judging criteria to make sure that there there was balance between um, uh, interior materials, fits, finishes, feel, comfort, uh, functionality, those kinds of things, and then uh, combined with an equal weighting of uh, ADAS functions, audio systems, wow. uh, screens, uh, uh, connectivity all those kinds of things, put it all together, 10 best interiors in UX. Right. And, uh, and we've chosen our 10. Um, we had uh, 22 nominees wow. this time around. Sometimes it's a longer list. Um, uh, some people have asked, why no GM? Uh, they, they just were not uh, in the product cycle at the point where we were evaluating gotcha so now, um now bob uh, so things like the hummer ev uh -huh. and the lyric 
uh-huh. will, will right. be uh, considered next year. Next year. Now, do you yeah. do how I test a uh, press vehicle? I get in it, and I don't open up any manual or anything, and I see, can I use everything? Like, can I just jump in this car or SUV and just fire it up and, you know, tune the radio and turn on the mm-hmm. HVAC and, you know, find the the uh, fader for the uh, instruments to see if they're, right. you know, make them bright enough? That's kind of how I test them. Well, or how about just uh, putting the vehicle in gear? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I sort of um, my my kind of test and and to the press to to the uh, to our PR friends out there, I don't actually do this, but my test was is kind of if I just toss the key to my my brother-in-law who needs to run to the store in my car, do I have to explain to him how to start it? how to put it in gear, where the you know various controls are. And if I have to do that, I'm just going to tell them, yeah, you should drive your own car. Right? <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, but don't you find, Bob, that most people, I certainly do, most people that ride with me um, frequently, they say, how do you know how to drive all these different things? I, these are confusing controls, oh, which sure. they are vehicle to vehicle. Uh, we're used to it because we, test them all the time but um is a, a lot of vehicles just aren't intuitive That's and do you do you mark that down because oh, of it oh absolutely definitely on on the list uh i think it's phrased um does it feel like an alien spaceship <laughs> uh, okay and uh, and then we go from there now, now let's you try. know you have to bear in mind that um uh, as you as you look at these vehicles, um, today's vehicles compared to even five years ago are alien spaceships to a lot of people. Sure, you know, they are to us, and people will learn them um, just like they learned how to tune a digital radio instead of pushing six buttons across the, you know. Let's jump into the list. Okay. I saw this vehicle for the first time. I remember it was raining. I was charging my Mach-E press vehicle. And a guy comes up to me and says, well, I need to charge my vehicle. And I said, well, there's four slots there, and I'm only taking one of them. He goes, no, I need to use that one because it starts with Android Auto. And I look up, and it's the IAX, and it's a guy from BMW. It's got all Mm – so we stood there in the rain for an hour and talked about the vehicle and that. So (laughs) – uh, and it was a very, very nice guy, but it, it was a, a fun moment. Um, but anyway, let's talk about yeah. this IX. We talk about uh, BMW a lot, and, you know, sometimes yeah. they can be a little confusing on the inside. Uh, can be. Uh, if you jump back to that, that, if it's possible to jump back to that shot that shows the entire cockpit. I think it's coming um, up. I mean, this car is... Uh, um, tour de force in terms of um the total environment in the interior um and uh, a kind of a dramatic shift from what we're used to with bmws yes it still has an iDrive controller but it is you know as we know every generation it gets more intuitive more functional and in this case it's it's jewelry um if you yeah, if you look at that shot yeah. with that wood inlaid right into the 
iDrive controller knob. Yep. Um, uh, look at the clean execution. Um, they they did this hexagon pattern that flowed from the seat fabric into the dashboard, mm-hmm. into the speaker grill, and back out again. And for BMW, uh, I mean, this is something that was just dramatically new in terms of of materials and uh, design styling. And then, wow, turn on the immersive sound. Um, I sat for, uh, you know, 45 minutes in a driveway, just just playing everything that I always wanted to hear (laughs) directly into my body. (laughs) It's a great thing. Now let's let's move along to the next one. because this one's a little bit different, a lot less expensive, very mm-hmm. popular. Les just drove it and was very impressed with it, the hybrid version of it. And we're talking about none other than the Ford Maverick, inexpensive vehicle, but that doesn't mean you uh, can't have a nice interior, right? Right, sure. The one we tested was at the high end because we're always asking for those top trim levels for this competition. We want all of the equipment that, you know, the ADAS, all that stuff. So, um, uh, but this was, if you consider the, probably the least expensive vehicle on our list. And, and you, can, you can get this truck starting at around 20 grand. Um, and all of the, that's a, a perfect example of something I called out about this vehicle. They didn't do a fully extended armrest so that you can fit a larger bottle into that door panel. Right. They use this, this um, stone textured surface kind of uh, plastic, which at first you kind of go, oh, that looks, that could be a little cheesy on a more expensive vehicle. But in this case, it's a material that they can use across the lineup, it looks really up level in the $20,000 truck, and it looks fine in the $40,000 truck. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the usual Ford functionality, I drove this vehicle for a couple hundred miles, great uh, lane keeping and adaptive cruise control, um, all kinds of functionality in terms of storage and then you throw in that you know they they made it a do-it-yourself truck you go right. to Lowe's or Home Depot you scan that little code and you uh uh you build your bike rack uh you don't have to buy a $400 attachment right people were 3d so. printing accessories in that Real, real yeah. quick before the break, our next yeah. one uh, is one I loved a lot. I had this exact vehicle as a press vehicle, uh, and it's uh, from one of the brands that's just hitting it out of the park, Genesis GV70. We're going to talk with Bob about that after the break and get through the rest of this list, hopefully, because he's got oh, a lot yeah, of great well. insight there. But uh, before that, I'll say I'm Fred Staub, and we will be right back with more Cruise Control. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. 
Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. Bob Gritzinger, who is editor-in-chief for Wards Auto, is with us, along with Les Jackson. Uh, and we are talking about the 10 best interiors and UX uh, how user you, experience, user experience. Yeah. How you use your vehicle. Of course, the biggest, I think it, interiors are so important because that's what you look at all the time. And Bob, right before the break, I had just put up a screenshot of the GV 70. Uh, and yeah. that is an incredible vehicle. I had that exact one. I reviewed that uh, not that long ago, or one that looked like it. I don't know if it's the exact one. Kind of a uh, home run in terms of it. We saw this as Genesis finally sort of getting away from, you know, Hyundai style mm. design, but also for the for the longest time, Genesis has kind of mimicked BMW. I would say with the straight line of silver buttons. It you know, if you look at this interior, it has. Um, the switch gear across that oval at the far right end, you push in on that and it, 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 it's a switch, right? It's this thing was amazing. Yeah. Everything about it. I like the, the, knurled, the knurled knobs, the metal, yes. you know, everything you touch, it's all about touch points. And mm -hmm. if it feels junky, you're going to have a bad, user experience right? <laughs> right yeah 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 but you would yeah that's a whole whole nother look with that one uh, um next up jeep grand wagoneer so the grand wagoneer uh is you know the new the new benchmark for high-end uh luxury uh you know just a country club on wheels um and and very functional lot of uh, and you know look at the the wood the layouts the screens and you have the meters you had the meter showing there you know you toss in that macintosh audio and it's just uh puts it in another class i agree with you i uh, was in one of these last fall and i was just absolutely overwhelmed by the by the the quality of the appointments, the luxuriousness of it, the comfort, it was quiet. Uh, it cost more than my first house. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, you you sort of expect that. Uh, great. I mean, I, I just can't imagine people not really loving these when they look at them. Yeah, I think it's going to definitely pull some sales away from some of the other brands that we know that are high-end luxury. Now, we should uh, mention that a lot of these vehicles on the list are electric. And right. yeah, I, I agree with you. Is, the is reason that is, is because they want to make an impression and uh -huh. they want to have the latest technology, the latest looks. <laughs> a yep. company that always does interior well, in my, appear, uh, my opinion, is Kia. No matter if mm -hmm. you're getting a less expensive vehicle or a more expensive vehicle, I think they just do a good job with interiors. Right. And just, I mean, look at just the some of the simplicity, the the way that the vents just blend right in to that horizontal. But one of the toppers for this vehicle is when you touch that control panel between the knobs, it changes to different functions so that, you know, you don't have a whole bank of, of switches or buttons for 
each each system they're they're accessible through that one bar of buttons it just changes it rotates it's it's just fantastic yeah very 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 yeah. good uh, good job from kia now next up uh talking about electrics lucid air yeah that is yeah. Uh, how do you not, you know, look, just look up at that, you know, skyline with no, um, no uh, headliner up there. Um, the car is, uh, it's just, it's one of two startups that we put on the list. And it's just hard to not love everything about what you see here. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the function. Um, they did it. I spent an, a whole day with the Rivian people. Uh, they came into DC here and it's boy. I mean, it's like owning your private jet. The uh, thing is, it's just, you, you really, you're right. You fall in love with it. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I, I compare this to Tesla and there's no comparison on it. Oh, yeah. So yeah. much, quality, so much higher quality. Yeah. 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 It's phenomenal. Uh, now, talking about phenomenal, Mercedes-Benz oh, yeah. EQS 580. I sometimes need like a roadmap on where to go with <laughs> yeah. Mercedes uh, letters the, and numbers. Right. But it, again, an electric flagship Mercedes. And so um, where are you going to put your latest and greatest in your flagship electric car? And I mean, look at the screen in front of the passenger, which <laughs> yeah. is not visible, yeah. not visible for the driver. You don't even wow. know it's there, but the passenger can manage all the systems right through that screen. Um, like just, a co-pilot. Just what a job. What a job, Mercedes. Oh, wow. Yeah. We're getting there, right? We got a couple minutes and a couple more. Yeah, let's. Oh, keep, we got it. Let's keep going. Les mentioned Rivian, uh, and that is the R1T. Um, which is a, a great looking vehicle and the truck is it, it's it's um it takes interior design and and vehicle functionality to a different level um the the port this port behind the seats goes all the way through and you can just load it when you flip that door open it flips down it gives you a seat to sit on to put on ski boots or hiking boots or take stuff on and off, waders, you name it. Mm -hmm. um, one cool thing about the Rivian real quick is that it, when you're driving it in adaptive cruise control, it not only indicates the vehicles around you in traffic with little blocks, it shows what type of vehicle that <laughs> is, whether it's a big, yeah. See, that's... They, have five, they have five different types of vehicles wow. that they can display. So you can keep track. You know, exactly. You know that that vehicle knows what's around it in traffic. Beautiful, uh, beautiful machine. And now we're, we're onto something, uh, a big truck and Toyota Tundra Toyota, formerly known as the boring interior company with uh -huh. seas of gray plastic. Yes has changed its ways. Yes, and we were in the capstone, um, which is uh, close to the top. I, tr I really wanted to get the team into the 1794 edition, which is really over the top. But wow. the, the, um, the capstone 
this is probably similar to the vehicle we tested. And um, for Toyota, they're, you know, they, they did great things with the, with the uh, Corolla, uh, which we put on the list, I think, a year ago. Absolutely. This is, this, is, this is taking it to a truck level. Really nice. Yeah, really nice. Now, the last one, as uh, I kind of queued up during the break, hmm. I wanted to love this car when I got it as a press vehicle. I wasn't crazy about the interior. Mine did not have the Clark plaid, but we're talking about none other than the Volkswagen GTI. I yes. loved what they did outside. It's hunkered down a little bit. I like the modern lighting. I thought I wouldn't, but I found I did that test where I got in this car at night, believe it or not. I couldn't figure out how to turn anything on. Mm. I wasn't a yeah, fan of um, the dash, but you know, Hey, there might be some of that. I think probably that, you know, this, I'm not sure this is showing it, but the initial picture showed that, that plaid interior. I love that. And that's, you know, one, you get into the car with that going on and it's, it's exciting right away. It, it, it speaks to you. Now, I think this Bob. also has really cool puddle lights, things like that. Um, so we're going to hand out the all these awards June 9th at our uh, Informa Auto Tech Detroit, which starts on June 8th. And where should they go Detroit to check area. them out? Yep. All uh, everything's out there on Ward's Auto. Uh, we'll roll a profile of each of these vehicles starting May 23rd. Bob Gritzinger, uh, editor in chief at wards auto we appreciate you uh, bringing all this up a lot of great vehicles if people want more information and they want to get more details on why you picked each vehicle where would they go head out to wardsauto.com you'll find it all there and you'll find a profile of each of these vehicles starting may 23rd all right bob we'll have to have you back we love your insight and it's always good having you on cruise control thanks fred good to see you last thank you bob Yes, hope to see you Cruise soon. Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information.